Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500. My first guest is on the phone. Uh, long overdue. Should have had this young man on the show a long time ago. Good, I'm a I'm a big fan of him. Well, everybody I bring on the show, I'm a big fan of theirs, based on their their strength, based on their area. But truly, a big fan of his uh, in the entertainment uh, information business. He's an, he's a, he's the four one one guy. You you want to know about entertainment? What's going on? He's the four one one. He's the TMZ type guy. You know, he gets that type of information. Uh, my next guest is a Washington D.C. based American TV commentator, pop culture expert media personality, and social media influencer, best known for hosting TV shows like on the Travel Channel and NFL Network, as well as appearing on cable news channels like CNN, HLN, MSNBC. Ebony Magazine named him as one of the 30 on the rise to watch in the industry, and the NAACP recognized him as one of the 40 power players under 40. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations for the first time, TV host and pop culture expert, John Murray. Sure. Good morning, man. How's it feeling? <laughs> I'm feeling good, my friend. I'm feeling really, really good, brother. Long time, long time. We we've talked a lot. We know a lot of people. Uh, one of our good friends, uh, uh, we, out there that uh, we we always cross lanes. And so, how are you doing right now in your life? And where are you where are you calling me from? Man, I'm home in Washington D.C. And I got really nervous last night because I'm a huge. WWE fan, and so last night was our Super Bowl. They had their WrestleMania pay per view, and so we have a, a, a the WWE championship was won by a black man, which is the first time in the business. You mm-hmm. know, The Rock also hosted the championship at one point, but the company celebrated his Samoan side of his heritage, and they didn't they didn't present him as a black man. So this is the first time that uh, a real a uh, brother who identifies as a brother who's been positioned as a brother won the belt. And I was hooping and hollering so much. I was like, oh, I got to do a radio interview in the morning. I might need to pull this back a little bit. So um, it's been a good weekend, man. I've been excited to talk to you. Um, and it's been a, a, an amazing start to 2019, man. So many things going on. Okay, we can't forget now Becky Lynch now. Okay. Oh, now. listen. Okay, now. Be- I'm excited for Becky Lynch. Let me find out you down with the WWE Rashad. We have to go to a match together. Um, but um, yeah, I was excited about Becky Lynch, man. But listen, 
Kofi Kingston, man, who won the belt last night, right. is a friend of mine. Yes. And, you know, his journey has really inspired me because, you know, the TV component of my career has been my, has been my phase two, has been my act two. You know, I started as an entertainment writer, right. uh, which put me into radio. And the radio and writing was an amazing blessing for me. I did a syndicated morning show for six years. I was at the number one African-American website for seven years. I literally got to see the world on somebody else's dime, make amazing relationships, do bucket list experiences, and make money while doing it. But at the end of the day, I went through a phase about maybe five or six years ago where I really started to feel burned out. Yes. And I was unfulfilled because, my, you know, that was my plan B. And my plan B was an amazing blessing, but it was really distracting me from my plan A, which was television. I got into this business because I, I saw guys like Tom Bergeron and mm-hmm. Regis Philbin mm-hmm. and Arsenio Hall, mm-hmm. and I wanted to be in the hosting space. I wanted to do daytime talk. I wanted to do specialty TV on cable, and so mm-hmm. um, I needed to work back towards that. So watching my friend Kofi, who I had just had dinner with him maybe about five years ago, when he was at a very low point in his career, he was frustrated. The company wasn't really doing anything with him. They hadn't launched this a, a new uh, a tag team that he was a part of called The New Day. Right. And he just was trying to figure out where the journey went from there. Mm-hmm. And so to see where he was then and him even thinking about, you know, hanging up his trunk and using his marketing degree somewhere else and to watch him win this championship last night, it was just great encouragement for a guy like me who's hustling in the phase two of his career to say, sometimes if you just keep doing the work and stay on the journey – all the elements align up just the way they're supposed to. It's really true because, first of all, you have to give me props because our, our, our conversation wasn't uh, uh, predetermined or pre, pre, uh, pre-recorded. You started talking about WWE, and I slid right on in with information. Now You, you got, sure they, did. See, see, what you got to do is give me some love on that <laughs> one. Now. I got to give you the love for that. You know, the Irish woman, you know what I'm saying? They, they, she's, she's a beast. <laughs> now, here's the thing about him. I met him like a... a like, Obviously, less than two years ago, when he was still like still out there, kind of struggling in the WWE. Well, they, they, they they were just getting the rhythm of his tag team going. Listen, when they first put his tag team together, the New Day, him, yes. Xavier Woods, and Big E, the fans used to boo them out yes. of the building. Yes, they yes. were the corniest, hokiest, um, happiest team you'd ever seen, right. and the fans hated it. But they they took ownership of that. And they rewrote the narrative of what WWE was trying to present with that new day. And then they went from being a team that was getting booed to selling more merchandise at one point than John Cena, something that people said was unthinkable and unattainable. And in in the professional wrestling business, historically, black wrestlers have not fared the same way as their white counterparts. And one of the main reasons is the promoters never thought that black wrestlers could sell merchandise, action right. figures, right. T-shirts, mm-hmm. and all the other things that help push you to superstardom. Cool. But these guys have defied all the odds. They have broken the glass ceiling for brothers of professional Ooh. wrestling. And last night, man, we all rejoiced. Hey, man, we're going to be right back with him. You know this is not... You're a regular now, brother. You're a regular now on my show! We'll be back with more. My man, John Murray, on Money Making Conversations. How you doing there? This is Rashawn McDonald, and you're listening to Money Making Conversation. My show has been taken to a new level. You know, I've always promoted entertainment and entrepreneurship. 
Well, when you bring an entertainment expert on your show, like I have on the show, a TV host and pop culture expert, like I have on the show now, please welcome back to the show, Mr. Murray. How you doing, sir? <laughs> Man, it's good. Listen, I'm, I'm hanging out with a real expert, you know, because let, let's, let's pat you on the back, Rashawn. You know, you've <laughs> launched some entertainment careers that have made people multimillionaires. And so for that, we got to celebrate you for being an entertainment expert in your own right, my brother. I appreciate that. Now, thank you for that compliment. And that's why, you, you, you know, you was talking about finding your voice. And and I when I stopped managing Steve Harvey, I had to find my voice. And sometimes you have to, and when I say that success in anything, when you're changing a career, you can work at IBM or you can be working at Apple, you can be working at Bank of America, and you make a career change. When you make a career change, know there is always a transition period in finding your voice, especially when you go exactly to what you was doing previously. Like if you was a baker, now you're a programmer. There's going to be a transition period of you feeling comfortable and showing authority and showing a level of confidence in those positions. When you look at the world that's out there now, what do you see the most? The, 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 I know social media has been the most tremendous change in entertainment. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, man. It's, it's been a tremendous change, and it's been both a gift and a curse. I mean, we've seen uh, social media cause uh, horrible problems for some people in entertainment and in business and in politics. I mean, who would have ever thought that uh, Twitter would go in the official presidential record of, you know, of things that was happening in this country. But, uh, for, for someone like me, you know, um, w- when I walked away from um, my digital gig, when I walked away from the morning show that I was doing, um, and, and decided I need to figure out what my next is. Yes, sir. I went through a season where I was living off my savings Mm-hmm. Um, because I had become corporate friendly and was hosting events and stuff and, um, and, and, and doing things like that while on the radio, some of that kept me sustained. But the growth of social media and being able to use that to supplement my income uh, in various capacities was the thing that kept me from having to go move into a homeless shelter while I was out here trying to get this TV work, man. Right. And so social media has been a significant uh, blessing and an asset uh, in my professional endeavors. And, I mean, and then on the entertaining side of it, man, it's just really cool to have this international connection with people who think highly of your work. Right, right. And that's really pretty. I want to congratulate you. You have a Wikipedia page that is of, that is a that's a phenomenal testament of your work to be recognized in an international platform. Now you're shooting a lifestyle series for the DC office and cable. Tell us exactly before we get to the show. What exactly is the DC office of cable and TV? It's funny, man. I um so when I started in the business, my very first boss was a beautiful radio personality who's also with you on Sirius XM. She's on the Heart and Soul Channel. Her name is Michelle Wright. And Michelle Wright was doing this TV show here in D.C. called The 202. And it was this really flashy morning entertainment uh, talk show situation. And it looked really good on social media. And I kept saying, what is this? And she was like, I want you to come in and meet with the team here. And so I went over to this office, which used to be one of the former BET headquarters. Right. And I had no no idea that uh, Washington, D.C., had this government-sanctioned TV, radio, 
film and entertainment facility right in the heart of downtown. Yes, and the do. lady who runs the office, director Angie Gates, I knew her because she used to run the Warner Theater here. And she was like, I've been dying to get you to host one of our programs. You were doing all this national TV, but it's time for you to come and work at home. And so they have three channels here on DC Cable. They've got um, uh, two HD radio channels. And when films and movies and TV shows come to DC, they're the office that helps arrange all of that stuff. They're the part of the film commission and all of that as well. And so I'm hosting a show for them uh, for their entertainment channel called Made in DC. And it's a lifestyle show that really celebrates uh, businesses and entrepreneurs and entities that were made in this city, created in this city, and are offering assets and resources to this city. And it's really a great extension of, of some of the stuff that I was doing for a while at the Travel Channel. And um, it feels great to be able to, um, you know, really work at home. I got to go and co-host the Mayor's Inaugural Ball as a part of this relationship. And, uh, you know, being able to, 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 to have the Hollywood experience in your hometown is a great thing. Well, I think importantly that you bring that, that resume. And that's what this is all about. You know, you can yeah. contact a person like me, and I comfortably will give you a, a contact to another person to be able to build that brand because D.C. is a destination city. You know, everybody Absolutely. comes to D.C., everybody, they do television shows there. Media is, the, you know, Radio 1 is set up there. A lot of a lot of uh, television networks are set up in the D.C. area. A lot of, the, of course, you know, the heart of the government's in the D.C. area. When you do a show like Made in D.C., which reminds me of a show that I grew up called PM Magazine. It was a local show that really... It really was the information source of what happens in that in that community, which the community at the time was Houston. And the D.C., you also have Maryland, you have Virginia. So you're really covering a lot of places other than D.C., or is it just D.C. proper? Well, this particular show, because it is a part of these particular cluster of channels, yes, it's really about the heart of downtown D.C. Wow. But everybody mm-hmm. in this area, you know, we, we love the DMV. That's what we call it, right. uh, uh, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. And I tell people all the time when they ask me about the area, because they say everything is so close, the city really is kind of shaped like an egg. If you boil an <laughs> egg, the yolk would be the heart of downtown D.C., and on the white, all the white part on the outside would be that loop that takes you from Virginia to Maryland. And there's literally a highway that you could get on and loop from Virginia to Maryland and never get off the highway. Yeah, yeah, you, you want to get off that highway because that traffic. <laughs> Lord, you're going to sit on that highway and punch out with traffic. <laughs> and feel like a ball leg. You feel like a ball leg on that traffic. <laughs> now, let's talk about, you know, you being a, we talked a little bit about being a social media influencer. You know, they say if once you get over 50,000 of any, you can be an influencer. It depends on your engagement. You can be an influencer. What, what, what is, what is the direction you're trying to take your influence as a social media influencer? Well, you know, one of the things, um, so entertainment is how I cut my teeth for the business. Yes, sir. But, you know, I really don't like to be boxed into just that. Like, um, you know, when I have to do cable news or some of the daytime talk shows and stuff, when I have to go do entertainment topics, I literally, most times than not, can do them without little to no prep. Because I'm so well-versed in most of the people and the topics, it doesn't require the work that it does if I'm going and talking about some social issues or some cultural impact issues or more lifestyle-oriented issues. And so my social media for me is being able to uh, share the, the totality of who I am. You know, um, working in entertainment originally and living in D.C., which was considered a political city, I had to travel a significant amount of time. 
So I ended up becoming like an accidental travel expert. Um, you know, I was doing 100,000 frequent fire miles a year. I can tell you which restaurants uh, are the best at various airports. Uh, people email me and contact me about where to stay and what to do. And I can definitely tell you where all the best street art and street murals in all the hot cities are. Um, and so because of that, I like to um, include a lot of my travel influence and mm-hmm. uh, my travel ideas right. and, and, and my voyages on the road on my social media because people love to try to emulate the experiences that I have in the travel space and live by, or those who don't travel as much, try to live vicariously through me. Mm-hmm. But, in, you know, as an as, as end result of that, you know, that was one of the main reasons of how I ended up doing some, some hosting and some programming Absolutely. over at Travel Channel. Absolutely. They loved the fact that I was this, this kind of Hollywoodish kind of guy, but was <laughs> always on the road and could talk to you about destinations all over the world. I'm going to tell you something. I got a minute and a half left with you. The television event of the year starts this Sunday. You cannot. Can you give me your thoughts on Game of Thrones? Don't don't uh, put me in the town square and, uh, and and send the people to fight me like they do on, on Game of Thrones. But it's not a show that I watch. Oh, my God. <laughs> we, they, my, my, my staff said, cut off the line. Cut off the line. He go from the, I just knew we were going to go. I'm telling you something, brother. Uh, you need to catch up. 66 episodes you're missing. <laughs> you need to watch it this Dude. Sunday, everybody. April 14th. It starts. The dragons is coming. The winter is coming. Black folks watching. Got, Hispanic people watching. You know white people watching. Everybody watches Game of Thrones. Except for you, Mr. Murray. My entertainment expert. What did he say right there? TV host and cop, pop culture expert. If Game of Thrones is not pop culture, I don't know what is. But that doesn't mean Listen, I'm, I'm just put a, a comma at the end of my title. Say pop culture expert, with the exception of David. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey man, this has been an exceptionally fun interview. You know, uh, we need to reconnect. Uh, I consider myself an influencer. I got a, a fan club of two hundred thirty thousand. So let me support you. Let me support you. And if you don't mind, I like to bring you on my show every quarter. You feel comfortable with that? Listen, man. Let's talk about it and talk to the people and make it happen. Thank you very much. You need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great. They sound great, too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. So go to buyraycon.com iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart.